Hi ladies, welcome to the Women Who Soar show, where I talk about the power and freedom of being vulnerable and truly authentic. Whether you are looking for guidance, are in need of affirmation, or evaluating your own power and freedom, you are in a safe space here. Let's get raw and real together. Welcome to the show. talk about the discovery call today. This is a real goodie. So um, listen the whole way through because uh, it's not only uh, educational, but uh, this is the stuff that is going to really excel your business. So let me give you a little bit of background on the discovery call. Uh, This is an area that I have perfected over years and years of developing curriculum and training and coaching top performing leaders to really know how to master the process of a conversation with a potential client or a partner. So right now in the world of building businesses, it's an area that is not that is still that is foreign and that we're not capitalizing on and we're not utilizing. And some people call it building relationships. Uh, I want to take it way further than building relationships because it is a way for you to have a conversation and have that conversation yield a close, a deal, a sale income, all that good stuff, collaboration. So some people think that these conversations and these discovery calls are not future forward and that it's not the way to build your business. And that instead of doing a discovery call or sales call or having a conversation with your buyer, you can skip that part and just promote what you do via visual and digital marketing. And yes, visual and digital marketing is absolutely necessary to build your credentials and trust and brand and all that good stuff, audience. But people buy when they talk with you. People buy when they know that uh, you're behind the product or the serv- the surf- service. And when, you know, eventually when you're Apple and you're Nike, uh, you're not going to have to have discovery calls, right? But you're not Apple or Nike yet. So discovery calls are part of the, part of the gig, part of being, part of being the CEO. Uh, we can also call this business development. If you're in the world of um, marketing, a lot of people call this business development. So no matter what you call it, mastering the art of conversation will excel your business exponentially. So let's talk about what what happens on these discovery calls. And I'm going to give you the guide today. I'm going to give you the step-by-step of what to do in a conversation. 
I'm keeping it broad in a conversation because whether you're calling it a discovery call, a coffee chat, a partnership, a partnership conversation, whatever you're calling it, it is still a conversation with another person. And this is the guide uh, that's going to that's going to get you from no sales to sales and buyers. So step one. So step one in your preparation for this conversation is you're going to do a little bit of research ahead of time. So ahead of time, you want to be checking out who you're going to be talking to. So when you hop on a virtual call or even in person with 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 this person, you're able to share a little bit about what you already know, whether it's looking at their website or their LinkedIn or their social media. You want to try to find something to pin and and bring to the conversation out of the gate. Step that's step one. Step two is when you get on the call to allow allow a few minutes for rapport building and to build a little bit of a personal connection. This shouldn't be more than two or three minutes long. And in the building rapport, this is where this is where most of us feel comfortable. We know how to chit chat, right? But what happens is we know how to chit chat and we know how to have this building rapport, but then after that, we don't know what to do. We're kind of stuck. So we think about how to have a chit chat. It's actually really ineffective. Uh, Building rapport is absolutely necessary because it's a way for you to establish a connection as soon as you get on a call. But if that is where it stops, then you're completely missing the boat. And that's where networking as a whole completely misses the boat. Think about all the networking that you do. And when you're out there giving away your card and your QR codes and saying hello, it's actually really ineffective. It's ineffective chit-chat. And what makes effective chit-chat worth your time is following the next several steps in a conversation. So once you have a two to three minute building rapport, personal connection, the next step is to establish an agenda. And even if the conversation is super informal, you still want to establish an agenda to value each other's time. Our time is really important. So these conversations should be with intent. And that's why an agenda is so important. The agenda can be simply, hey, I'd like to set a really informal agenda. Here's my goal for this conversation. Here is my goal for the call. And then whatever your goal is. A lot of times the goal is to get to know you, to understand a little bit about your past, what you do now, and where you're going. Once you establish an agenda, the next step is to also include an outcome, an outcome for the call. So the outcome can sound a little bit like this. Typically what I find during these conversations is one of three things usually happens. 
One, we establish a connection. We actually uncover that we can provide a service to each other. I either need what you have or you need what I have. And we find that out and that's just great. Or two, we have a great talk and we get to know each other, but there's really nothing for us to be able to support each other in right now. And that's okay. We can just table that. Or three, we just tap the surface and there's a lot more to uncover. And we do know that we could actually collaborate. We just don't know exactly what that looks like. So we need to schedule another call. So that is the outcome. And what the outcome does is it establishes a mutual agreement at the beginning of the call of where you're going to take the call. It establishes in a mutual agreement for where you're going to take the call, which allows you then to take them on a path of profiling. So no matter what type of conversation you're in, when you establish an agenda and an outcome, it allows you to put them on a path to ask the questions that you really want to ask based on the agenda and the outcome. So I stop there for a second because I want you to really sink that in, how these conversations can be so pivotal to your success if done with these steps. So we have now built rapport, set an agenda, and shared the outcome. And now we're going right into the meat and potatoes, which is your profiling. So next step is profiling. And this is where you open it up for discussion. Open it up with lots of questions. During a conversation, a discovery call, you want to do 20% of the talking and the other person should be doing 80% of the talking which means you need to have really good questions ready for them to answer and talk a whole lot about themselves and talk a whole lot about the avenues that you want to cover with them. So there's three different levels of profiling questions. There's your surface level, there's your secondary level, and then there's your deep emotional pain point level. Your Surface level questions are where most of us stay, and that is tell me about yourself, your past, things like that. The secondary level, that's where you're asking more deeper questions about the challenges that they're facing. And you want to put together these profiling questions that, remember, you're there on a path for you to ask questions directly relevant to how you can provide a service or solve their problem. So whatever you do, you want to be asking questions around those things. So if I'm a health coach, I'm going to be asking secondary questions around how, how they're taking care of themselves in work, in life, in balance, professional, all of those things. And if you need help with putting together profiling questions, I'll have an episode that's just about how to build profiling questions. But for now, know that there's three, dif three different levels. And then the third level is that that's your maximize question 
you're, you're maximizing the opportunity to actually hit a pain point. And if you're able to do that and able to uncover a problem that you can solve, that is when you're able to then summarize and pitch to them at the end of the conversation. If you're not able to get there, so the third level profiling questions don't uncover that, then the summary and the pitch isn't part of the equation of the conversation. So some of the um, thoughts around that are, if you aren't able to uncover and you still summarize and pitch, that's where it becomes icky and salesy and all those words that we don't like. So leave it out. You don't, you don't do it unless you truly can provide resolution and, and solve the problem that they're going through. So once you go through profiling, and that should be um, that should be the most of the conversation. So when I see people only scheduling like 20 minute and 30 minute discovery calls, it's gonna take longer to to get to that to get to that pain point, right? So these conversations should be at least 45 minutes long. Because once you're once you're done profiling and asking these key questions and you're taking notes because you're going to summarize at the end what you uncovered, then it's your turn. So the next step is it being your turn. And your turn means where you're going to have your story ready to share with them. So this is when you practice putting it together right now before you have the call. Your story should be less than seven minutes, and it should also include triumph, tragedy, and vulnerability. People want to hear your personal experience. They really don't care about your product and your features. They just don't. So share with them your story. Put that story out there, because if you're able to get vulnerable, they're going to get vulnerable with you too. The less product vomiting you do, the better. Like I said, people don't really care. They want to hear about you. They want to hear about what got you to what you're doing today. And they only want to hear about your product or service as to how it brings value to them. So if it doesn't, leave it out. So that takes some tenure to do. Once you're done telling your story in less than seven minutes, they might have questions. Now understand they don't have this guide unless they've listened to this podcast. They don't have this guide, so they may not ask as many questions as you've asked, and that's okay. And then once, once that conversation of it being your turn is done, the next step is the summary and finally the pitch. The summary, as I mentioned, is only if you're able to solve their problem, whatever that may be, and that's when you say, based on the things, this is the summary, based on the things that we talked about and the things that you had mentioned, I might be able to solve this XYZ problem. Do you mind if I share that with you? And that's where you summarize and share how you can help and solve their problem. Once you're done summarizing, then you can pitch. And your pitch is super short and sweet and to the point. It is not, it is not the example I give quite often is 
when you pitch saying, well, you know, the way I help people is very customized. And depending on what you're looking for, I can do X, Y, Z. If your pitch is all over the place, your, your potential buyer is going to feel that and hear that and think that you're not confident. So a pitch should be very confident and short and to the point, which is the way I work with clients, I typically work with clients long-term, anywhere from six months to 12 months. We work together weekly and I charge anywhere from 10,000 to 20,000, depending on how long we're working together. And that's it. So it is how often, what's the timeline, and what's the cost? And that's all a pitch is. Now, I said the range on purpose because I understand that there are a lot of consultants out there and fractional um, consultants that can't just give a flat price. It's really going to depend on the amount of work and what the retainer is. So a range is fine, but make sure you give a range on a price. And then keep things really short and sweet because you want to find out if they're going to ask questions. So if they start asking questions, that means that they're engaged. If they don't ask questions, that means they're either not engaged or you have not hit that pain point and you need to go back and summarize again to see if it's actually important to them. I see it all the time where we miss the boat because what we think is valuable to them isn't really valuable to them. So we need to summarize and say, is this actually the problem that you want solved? Because sometimes we get happy ears and we think that maybe it's something they want solved and really it's not that important or a priority to them. And that's it, guys. That is a discovery call. So just to run through it really quickly, again, we start out with a little bit of research. We then move to building rapport and personal connection. We then move to agenda and outcome. We then move to them telling their story and us asking our profiling questions. It's our turn and we tell our story. We summarize and pitch. So that is the um, guide for a discovery call. And I'd love for you to try it out. Leave me a message. Come and find me at gypsysoulcoaching.com or the Women Who Soar Facebook Collective and come and find me and tell me how your, your discovery calls are going. Until next time, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Who Soar podcast hosted by Dora Rankin. If you'd like to find out more, you can join the Women Who Soar Women Making Money Facebook group or online at gypsysoulcoaching.com. Thank you again and until the next episode.